Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. to you by Martialytics. Easy to use, super powerful management software for your martial arts school. Hey guys, so welcome to episode two of our brand new Mitmaster section. And I managed to say that without muddling it off. And then I muddled up the word muddled. What an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> you can be quiet. Um, I thought, here we go, I'm getting good at this now. I'm not starting it again. But now, welcome to episode two. Um, the eagle-eyed listeners out there will have noticed that I've swapped me with a big cartoon mat on the logo now. So hopefully you should be able to spot the difference between the different episode types on your iTunes and your Spotify's and all that stuff. Um, in fact, we've had a bit of feedback from some people who said it has actually helped them. So that's good. Um, so besides them you know, being able to see your gorgeous face instead of mine, um, that's are you still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm just listening, dude. I'm oh just listening. my god, I thought I'd screwed up something there and you'd gone off the line. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, instead of <laughs> instead of I freaked him out. It, yeah, so it's basically I, I wanted to spruce it up a little bit so people could see the difference between the episodes and uh not just be lots of me cartoon me scrolling through you. Well, it's a good idea, isn't it? Because then they, if they're interested in the business side of things, they yeah. can click on my mug. And if they want good banter and chat, they can click on your mug. What, 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 are, we, are we not good banter and chat? You know, we're not good. Well, yeah, I, I think we do all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the uh, world's second most awkward podcast intro there, <laughs> should, we, should we get on to some conversation? Good call. Good call. What was what was your topic of, uh, of choice this this time, Mister? Um, so I was thinking about. I've been speaking to a lot of my uh, coaching clients, and mindset seems to be a bit of an issue with some martial arts instructors. In fact, quite a lot of martial arts instructors, I find. Okay. And I kind of wrote down a few notes based on common mindset issues uh, I've found with you know the hundreds of martial artists i've worked with over the last sort of 20 30 years so thought that'd okay. be a, a fun one to get into tonight all right i will get my therapy chair ready and yeah, yeah. pull up get my notepad and pen because <laughs> i am probably going to be on every single one of these <laughs> well let's see number one is um the belief that the most talented martial artist will win Okay. In a marketing sense, not in a ah. in a fight sense. So let's say we have two martial arts schools in the local area, um, competing, not competing, it doesn't really matter. But the belief that the martial artist with the most technical ability will be the one that will be busiest. Oh, I see. Is a common misconception. Really? It doesn't actually work like that. I'm surprised by that, actually. Are you? Uh, yeah, I... I... I mean, the reason I say it, I mean, I'm not saying it's not true. Um, I could see how people would think that way. But at the same time, you do often see people on Facebook kicking off going, how is this? How is his school so busy when he's crap? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, they might not be able to do the thing they say they do, but they're really good at all the other stuff. You well, and I mean? that's it. It's, it's, you see, it's, unfortunately, it's not the talent of the instructor or even how much the instructor cares that, kind of makes a difference it's the ability to market your school and find your ideal customer yeah. that 
leads to growth of the school. And this is the problem that, yes, the school down the road might be run by a green belt who's got zero skills, um, but they're better at the marketing side of it, getting the people in, giving the people what they want uh, and selling them the benefits of martial arts. And therefore, they grow a, a larger school. Now, that's not fair. That's not how it should be at all. Like, I'm not saying that's a good thing, mm. but that's the reality of the modern situation we find ourselves in. It's the martial artists with the most skill at marketing that will be the one that will generally kind of win that kind of arms race. So Yeah, de- definitely, definitely. And it's, you know, it's the one that um, gets back in touch with uh, for school owners, for instructors that, you know, work with children uh, as well. You know, it's the one that gets back in touch fastest. It's the one that fits the diary it's the one that mm. you know it's not necessarily the one that's good at what they do <laughs> you no. know it, it is you know especially with parents picking activities and stuff i mean there are some out there that do take time to research and look into things and all that sort of stuff which is you know which is good but equally there are those that will pick based on well you fit between ballet and gymnastics you replied first so well, let's go there exactly so even like that's a great example even the simple thing of just getting back to people ASAP and you know I've spoken to lots of martial arts instructors about this and I said like how long does it take you to get back to someone and it varies between sort of 24 hours to 72 hours on wow and I'm like it's too long they've already phoned the next person if you haven't got back within like one to six hours and even that's a bit long Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah you're you're losing out you might be the most technical most skilled instructor and the instructor who cares the most about their students well-being in the local area but if you're not answering the bloody phone or um dealing and following up with the leads that you're getting because you're training you've got other stuff on you've got to take care of this and that you've got family commitments uh you're going to be losing out to someone who's maybe not as qualified yep yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I generally speak, and I have, it's set so that when a lead comes through, I get a text message and an email with the same information. Yeah. So that if I'm out, I can reply to the text immediately. Yeah. And if I'm sat in the office, I can do the text and the email at exactly the same time. So that yeah. they've got something back, even if it's just, you know, uh, thanks for your inquiry. Just so you know, we've got it. Here's some information if you want to go and check it out, uh, depending on which one they're filled out. So they'll they'll always get something back within yes. moments um and people quality appreciate that work. as well quality works uh round of applause very good <laughs> people appreciate it as well the amount of times where people will email back in the first sentences wow that's amazing speed you know appreciate you coming back so quick it's like uh, even here's here's what i used to get wow thanks for getting back to me like because yeah. <laughs> most, <laughs> most instructors just don't they're like oh, i can't be bothered to phone this person so they avoid it uh and leave it and then they lose the lead yeah and and i know this is probably on a separate topic as well but something that i have learned more recently is if you reply once and they don't reply and reply twice and they don't reply and reply three times and they reply don't stop just yes keep you know keep going until they say will you piss off emailing me and then you know that they're not interested at least because yeah. i've had it now i've had one that took seven goes to book them in yep and i couldn't believe that seven goes seven emails or text messages i would say like this is going to be a crazy one but i would say that's actually the standard now wow working with the clients i work with they're having to follow up like three five seven nine times to get people booked in and these are not like 
abnormal you know the, these are just regular people who then join and stick around for a couple of years so it's not like you know they're, they're not even going to start anyway it's it's more than it's ever been the number of times you have to follow up wow i wonder if that's just down to i don't know social media and the busyness of it like there's just yep. so much information being thrown at them on a constant basis that Abs- absolutely yeah because oh. we didn't have any of that back in the no. day did we it was phone there was no email so it was phone <laughs> that no. was it. so yeah absolutely i think it's, it's changed so you have to follow up yep yeah, uh repeatedly and i think the average is between five and seven times now yeah i used to remember think to myself that this is so odd they've they've taken time to give me all this information and now they're not replying why are they doing that anyway yeah. let's, then i'd move on whereas yeah. now i'm like no i'll keep pestering them until they tell me to stop <laughs> yeah so what you think is someone has registered their information and what they've said is i'm interested but it doesn't mean they're interested right now or ready to take the next step right now yeah so that's why the follow-up's important because over a period of two or three weeks they may be in a position to start right now mm. um so yeah you're absolutely right follow-up is key cool so what's number two uh traditionalism so Martial arts is a really traditional pastime, you know, it's steeped in history and, you know, it's very traditional. And therefore, the people it attracts also like kind of traditional thinking, which means they struggle with coming up with, you know, creative ways of solving problems. And they also struggle with new things that happen, like... TikTok happens and they're like, oh, what's this TikTok rubbish? I'm not going to dance in my martial arts school to make videos, which I totally understand. Who would say kinda... such a thing? <laughs> and then they would just throw it out. They'd be like, <laughs> what a load of rubbish. Uh, and that traditionalism, that kind of set in your ways kind of way of running, once again, plays into the hands of the people who are like, hmm, you know, I don't particularly like this platform or this way of doing it, but I'm going to use it because it's popular right now to my advantage so that's a big problem i think yeah i'm just grumpy <laughs> mine's not traditionalism i just think tiktok's for yeah i won't say what i will say anyway <laughs> moving on quickly <laughs> i i like tiktok i think it's a really fun place to be it's crazy it's kind of like the wild west of social media it's like really out there and, and mad um but that traditional attitude which is a good thing when it comes to preserving history and you know um keeping systems alive and, and going for hundreds of years it's a good thing there but when it comes to kind of promoting your school or putting yourself out there in the places where people are, it's it's not so good. So that's yeah. quite a barrier for a lot of instructors, yeah, especially got... like without being ageist. As you get older and older, it's like you just can't be asked anymore. Can you? Yeah, it's true. You know, it, it, I can understand why, you know, some people do struggle with it. I, I just don't actually think it's weird. But then again, that's probably an age thing. I don't know. I just... I just think it's I'm all right with all the other platforms it's just that one in particular I just right. think it, I, don't know, I don't know but um yeah I can understand where you're coming from there, from there with the um people struggling with the especially I mean obviously I don't clearly have any issues with presenting myself or or talking about things so no. you know getting on Facebook and going hey parents of Harrogate and Ezra my name's Chris Jones and this is the blah 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 blah. I have no issue with that whatsoever but Mm. you know Bill who's been training in in Shotokan for or all the martial arts are available to for um (laughs) 35 years and is well respected and 
you know, I can understand that they might feel a little bit put out, yeah. sort of, you know. Why should I have to do it? Why should I have to do it? Everyone should know who I am. And I'm worried about looking silly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But that's the belief again that the most talented, the most experienced martial artists will win, mm. which is not accurate. But at the same time saying that, there are options for those people out there. If they don't want to put their face to a video, there are plenty of services out there where you can create videos and, and yeah. do it in a different way. And not, yeah. not, you know, not even use your own voice if you don't want to. Yeah, so it's can, not like there aren't options. Yeah, you can write blog posts. You can do different ways of presenting the content. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, traditionalism is a good thing and a bad thing. Um, number three is fear as in false evidence appearing real another like meaning of fear and that's fear of anything new fear of um being shown up fear of appearing like an imposter fear of making mistakes all of these things that kind of hold instructors uh, back which is and i get that because what happens is we start off as kind of nervous white boats and we through blood sweat and tears we work our way up through you know years and decades of training and we get to a position where we're very well respected and you know we know our craft inside and out so to try new stuff or to put yourself out there is risky and you kind of go back to being a white boat again and you're like oh this is really scary um and a lot of instructors do struggle with like the fear of putting themselves out there the fear of making mistakes publicly the fear of saying that they're going to do this thing and then it doesn't work i get it but obviously it kind of constricts your world and keeps you stuck in patterns and doing the same things over and over it does i think if all instructors if they're honest have an element of this in some way or another we all have things yeah Um, mine is um delegating right horrific at it um i've tried to so many times i don't know i don't know i I don't know i I think for me in a part mine stems from um how do i say this in a i just have to say it i guess so i in the past (laughs) i've I've worked for people who have attached their name to the school Mm. who do very little or did very little in it yeah and and I always felt, I mean, rightly or wrongly, that you know, it's my school, my name. I should really be doing something. Right. Uh, so yeah. I've kind of gone the opposite extreme <laughs> in that I'm sort of, well, I can, so I should. Yes. Um, don't get me wrong. I don't do all the classes, but I do most of them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I've always had an issue with letting go and, and the worry of, well, if I'm not doing it, Will the parents be happy? Will the students be happy? Will you know, that's always been my biggest, biggest problem by far, 100%. And I know it and I acknowledge it and I own yeah. it. Um, I just, I'm not very good at fixing it. <laughs> <laughs> the way to fix it is to do very small experiments that have low risk of causing major problems in your business or your life yeah. and just seeing what happens. You know, and just so, for example, the teaching thing, like getting um, your assistant instructor team, your junior leadership team to start taking parts of the warm up and just see what happens. Like, oh, nothing happens. No one died. No one quit because someone else is doing the warm up. Like, uh, And then build it step by step, gradually, gradually with the right people. Because obviously you can't just 
chuck the wrong people in and hope it's going to work no, but... absolutely i've got i have got a, a group that are, you know uh especially on a saturday morning now that are doing much more if not the majority um and you know i'm there so i'm still in the room i'm just letting them lead and yeah. if they've got any questions they come and ask and then i go yeah go on crack on yeah um, and if you so... do that really baby step step by step you know over a period of a year suddenly you find that they're doing a great job teaching the classes their classes are equally as busy as yours the parents are happy yeah. um and nothing terrible happened yeah and the the reality of it is is i mean they they have you know they've started covering larger sections of some of my saturday classes and the truth is that the kids that are in there actually like their classes more than mine and ah, that's, so, that's and another that's, thing isn't it that's okay but i don't mind to be honest <laughs> yeah. because you know i'm i'm 44 and these kids in there are sort of 9 10 11 i'm ancient yeah. you know these kids are teenagers they yeah, they relate to so. them they relate yeah. to them they believe them when they see something that they do and they go wow that's cool it's like and they can go well i can see myself doing that they're only a little bit older than me so it it, it makes sense yeah you know i'm just the uncool old guy <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not like I'm not the cool ninja person anymore. I'm the old bloke. You know that's reality. So I, and I don't I don't mind that. That's cool. You know that's that's the way it is. So mm. well, my lad's already got eyes on the business anyway. He seems to think he's taken over it in a few years. Oh, wicked. so yeah, well, that's good. You can well, like semi-retire. You can give you a <laughs> bit of yeah. a pension, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, that's so I've just got to, I've just got to keep myself from being completely broken for another few years, and then I'm all good. That, that's a, always a skill <laughs> yeah. the older we get the harder it is yes oh yeah absolutely um the next one is like perfectionism in terms of like as you mentioned expecting everything to work out perfectly the first time okay. that kind of perfectionism like unrealistic expectations might be a better word for it so i often like tell martial arts instructors look the first time you threw a spinning kick as a junior you know uh, student coming through it probably missed its target you might have fallen on your butt it wasn't particularly powerful but you didn't then throw out that spinning kick because the very first time you tried it it didn't work perfectly and the same applies to all the other stuff that goes on in your martial arts business you know the first time you run a facebook ad it doesn't work the first time you put out a thousand flyers tends not to work the first time you do a demo, it doesn't lead to a rush of students joining your school. But often I find like clients I work with, I've said, so have you tried this? And they, yeah, once, didn't work. And I'm yeah. and I'm not doing it again type of thing. And I'm like, ah, oh, isn't that weird? Because we will, like I remember the first time I, for a spinning hook kick, I slipped and landed on my butt very first time, right? So I get up and I do it again, and I do it again, and I do it again, and I do it. 10,000 times over the next you know three to five years and now it's pretty good but not as good as yours um but I was willing to put in the reps yeah but like when it comes to the other side of the business the marketing side of it the customer service side of it you know the system side of it we do something once it doesn't work and we just throw it out Mm. no it's true it's true um I think it comes down to we're willing to try harder on the things that we like and want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. 
But um, also, we all also want a successful, thriving martial arts school that pays enough for us to yes. do what we want and, you know, um, helps the local community. But we're not kind of willing to do the stuff that makes that work. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, I've, oh, I've really? been there before. I've been there before. Oh, I've done this. It didn't work. And then I thought about it. Hang on a minute. You can't just give it one go and then go off that. You've got to keep trying at it. You know, it's yeah. Um, my first foray into the whole Facebook marketing thing was just like that. Absolute disaster. <laughs> Same here. Threw an absolute fortune at it. And I'm like, wow. But then again, I just tried to change my mindset in that, you know, it wasn't a total waste. People did see it. It's not like nobody saw it. Yeah. They just nobody took action on it they, but they saw it so they, it still counts you know um don't give yeah. up on it don't give up yeah, on no, it. You, um and the the ideal situation is like if i'm working with my clients on facebook ads is a test budget say of 100 pounds that you test but you don't spend like two grand you, mm. you test with 100 pounds and if it's not working you switch it off and you try something else but like what a lot of us do is we go in like both feet <laughs> like fully committed right i'm going to make this facebook ads thing work so i'm going to put two thousand pounds on this campaign that you know i have no idea what i'm doing or which buttons i'm pressing yeah. and then it and then it and then it's painful i get that like if you if you've really committed and it's gone horribly wrong then it is painful but the idea is to test small and build up over time yeah yeah and remember it won't work forever <laughs> Yeah, That's something I've had to learn the hard way as well is that these things fatigue and they they lose impact and you have to change. Yes, mm, that's another topic altogether. So, <laughs> and uh, my last one is we stop doing things that work. So this is the opposite of the you know the previous one where we don't try new things. Um, I often find that instructors, I'll say something like, um, "So have you tried doing a bring a buddy?" week in your school oh yeah yeah we did that about two years ago it was really really it worked really really well we got like 10 new leads from that i'm like okay so why have you not done it recently oh, i don't know like yeah it, it's like we do stuff and we find it actually works and then we stop doing it it's one of the most amazing things about martial arts instructors i think we just get distracted by the yeah. new shiny thing that yeah we are magpies magpie syndrome we are oh look shiny yeah. yeah. Oh, look, Facebook ads. Whereas, like, you know, your buddy days were working great for years, you know, did them once a month, get in, you know, three to five new kids over the week and sign up, you know, three of them uh, consistently. That was working. But then Facebook ads. So let's put all of our attention on that and stop doing what we used to do that worked in the past. Yeah, no, that's, that is very true. I am a nightmare for stuff like that. Really. <laughs> are you oh yeah 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 i'm always like yeah i can't I, we used to do birthday parties and I, I to be honest i didn't like doing them and we didn't no. have to do them because we were really busy you know yeah. this is pre-covid yeah and then post-covid i just just kept putting off putting them back in because it's just they're funny because i always like loathe the idea of doing them but then once i get into it sort of five ten minutes into it and i'm into sort of martial arts mr tumble mode yeah I'm actually enjoying it. <laughs> it's weird, but they're really good for, you know, you've got the, the main birthday child who's super keen, clearly because they've picked you for their birthday. Yeah. And then 15, 20 of their mates that, you know, come in and it's like, if you think about it, 
how much would you pay to get those 20 leads through the door? Yeah, and you're being paid for the birthday party. I know, you're paid for it. Yeah. And the good, like, I agree, I, I did a few of them. I didn't really enjoy doing it because, you know, obviously, as everyone knows, I hate kids. But um, I just got one of my team staff to do it from that point on. Yeah. And, you know, they loved it. Uh, yeah. So it's a, like a win-win-win. They got to earn a bit more. Um, I didn't have to do it, which is a win. And <laughs> we got people in consistently with that. Yeah. So yep. you don't have to do all this stuff yourself. And that's part of the de- delegating bit. You know, you can delegate a lot of these activities to other people who would really enjoy it. Um, and it helps grow the business. Yeah, that's it. And the thing as well that I, I like to do with them is uh, I know a lot of especially when it comes back to the traditional thing you were mentioning earlier as well you know oh we don't do birthday parties no oh, what mm-hmm. sort of nonsense is that it's like well okay then don't think of it as a birthday party just think of it as a very long beginner class yeah with super excited kids you just have, ha- have a cake at the end yeah which is great right who doesn't want a piece of cake exactly. like i used to have a piece of cake from the cake absolutely. at the end so absolutely it's a, so it's, it's an a, hour and a half trial class have a piece of cake get yeah five new signups next week that's it that's it you, know, you just switch your mindset on it and you know if you don't I want like it to that. be a birthday party just don't call it that just let them call it that you know yeah trial with a cake I think trial with a cake <laughs> <laughs> i'm up for that i might i might actually go back and start doing birthday parties again oh yeah well we'll see i'll see how this one goes mm. see if it's a if it's a goer because they can be so hit and miss. You get a, you get the right bunch of kids in, and they're brilliant. You get the wrong ones in, it's like, oh, I've got these ones for ninety minutes. Yeah, but you can kind of tell by the kid that's booked the birthday party. So it's almost like you can dodge that bullet if you want. Yeah, you know, yeah, to say, a point. Oh, uh, we're fully booked. I'm afraid we can't. You know, if you know, <laughs> if you know the kid, well, why, why would you put yourself under distress if you know the kid's a nightmare in your class, and then they're going to bring their nightmare mates to your school? Uh, and try and join your school yeah just dodge the bullet it's the one that turns up in the uniform from the club up the road oh they're always uh, the ones oh uh, you get them i've never had that oh i have several times <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, like that? What, there's nothing you can do it's something it's not their fault is it they're that. just you know they're excited and they want to because sure. i just thought i just thought personally as a parent you would think let's not send them <laughs> In the to uniform. the martial arts school in the uniform <laughs> from the other place up the road. You, I just maybe, thought you were... maybe they think we're all one big happy family in the martial arts world, and it doesn't matter. It's like well, you would think so, maybe, wouldn't you? But yeah, that's not the reality, is it? No. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of my fellow um, martial arts instructors in the area are all you know top top people. Mm. Some of them aren't. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's for another day. <laughs> but um, yeah, so another question question for you. Yes, sir. Chris Beer, sir. So how can people find out more about these services you provide on a um, one-to-one basis if they're interested? Uh, they can go to matthewchapman.online, which okay. is my website where I talk about all this type of stuff. Or they can message me on Facebook. Facebook, 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 uh, or Instagram and have a chat and, uh, we can see if I can help them. But I was just like thinking about these kind of issues because they come up again and again and again, because I've been obviously coaching in the martial arts industry for like 20 years, helping other instructors, um, kind of 
semi-professionally for quite a long time. And these are re reoccurring themes. And these are the things that kind of stop people taking action, stop people moving forward and stop people growing their business because they just they get stuck at these barriers. So I thought it'd be good to chat about it and see if they resonate with yeah. everyone. And then hopefully they can uh, do a bit of work and blast through them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just on your website now. I'm just doing a website recce. Mm. Nice picture of you sat by the sea. Yes, just chilling out, eating cake. I hope you've got trousers on. Uh, well, you know, no promises. <laughs> <laughs> There's people out there that are going to be really confused by I that. have a reputation for that, as you know. Yes, this man makes money in his pants. He's I a very, Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for your time, as always. It's been a, been a good chat. Um, and um, we look forward to the next one. Cheers, matey. No worries. Catch you soon. Bye. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com.